Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a podcast hosted by Catherine Owen, in which she reads poems, talks about the poetry world, and interviews poets. Poetry, it makes nothing happen, according to W.H. Auden, and oh, that's a beautiful thing. Good morning, Poetry Outlaws. I'm back, lying in bed, sipping coffee, and about to read you another poem from the A. Alvarez, the new poetry anthology, by a poet I'm sure many of you have never heard of. And his name sounds like an American actor's, but he was a British poet, John Wayne. He lived from the 20s to the 90s, and he was part of the what was known as the angry young man movement in the 50s in England. And he was also a biographer and a journalist and a teacher. And there are so many forgotten poets, so many underrated poets. And I think listening to this poem, which is a sonnet, you will agree that he deserves to be remembered. The Bad Thing Sometimes just being alone seems the bad thing. Solitude can swell until it blocks the sun. It hurts so much, even fear, even worrying, over past and future, gets stifled. It has won. You think, this is the bad thing. It is here. Then sense comes, you go to sleep, or have some food, write a letter or work, get something clear. Solitude shrinks. You are not all its slave. Then you think, the bad thing inhabits yourself. Just being alone is nothing, not pain, not balm. Escape into poem, into pub, wanting a friend is not avoiding the bad thing. The high shelf where you stacked the bad thing, hoping for calm, broke. It rolled down. It follows you to the end. So this is a Petrarchan sonnet. It's got the spin, the pivot, the twist, the shift in the middle between the eight lines and the six lines, and it's rhymed as Petrarchan sonnets R, A, B, A, B, C, D, C, D, but uh, John Wayne has a slant rhyme here. And I'm back after answering the phone. You never know what's going to happen to interrupt your podcast. But yes, I was talking about the fact that John Wayne has a slant rhyme in the last line of the octet or the first stanza of his Petrarchan sonnet. And it's between have, short A, and slave, long A, which I think usually increases the power of the end rhyme if it's slant. Uh, The ear is much more appreciative of that than a constant um, synchronicity. So then the second stanza, which is the sestet in the Petrarchan sonnet, rhymes C, or sorry, E, can't read my own handwriting, EFG, EFG, and here we have uh, balm and calm, yourself, shelf, friend, and... I reversed the order of those. But you get the picture. Those are all complete rhymes. And in the turn, in the middle of the sonnet, you get the contrast between the first part, which is talking about the bad thing. 
solitude, just being alone is the bad thing, something you try to avoid that's outside of yourself. Whereas the sestet, you have a turn in recognition, acknowledgement, um, consideration of a different aspect of the bigger picture, which is that you can't actually escape the solitude because it is internal, it is within you. So the first part of the sonnet, you get solitude being something that dominates and controls from without. It swells, it hurts, it stifles you, it wins. And you go back and forth between thinking it's here, it's dominating you, it's controlling you, you can't move um, because you feel this sense of doom. And then as humans like to do, you distract yourself and you think, okay, I've gotten rid of the bad thing, a phrase that is repeated throughout the poem to emphasize that this is the overwhelming sensation and entity that the speaker wishes to deal with and also to avoid. So you do things, you write a letter, you work, and then you shrink solitude that way, you shrink the sense of, of being alone that is fearful and, and torturous to you. And you find ways of thinking, you're not its slave, you have control over it, you can um, diminish it and weaken its force. But then that, that twist, the sonnet is just a wonderful space for thinking about things, for um, pondering uh, meditative uh, philosophical problems. And it, it very organically, the more sonnets you write, it, it often poses its own answers. And that's just amazing. It's, it's quite magical. So then the speaker realizes that the bad thing, the sense of solitude, aloneness, that existential crisis is within. It's, it's, but it's neither pain nor it's bomb. It doesn't have to be one extreme or the other. It just simply is part of you. You can escape into writing. You can escape into drinking. You can escape into company, poem, pub, friend. But you're not avoiding this essential solitude and aloneness of being human. You put it up on the shelf, you stacked it up on high, you hoped for calm and for that never to return, that sensation of personal horror, but the shelf broke, the bad thing rolled down like this object that you were trying to pretend didn't exist and wasn't part of your life. And like some kind of, you know, difficult beast, it follows you to the end. Now, whether you want to see that as, you know, doom and gloom prophecy or as a way of attaining self-knowledge is up to you. The bad thing. Sometimes just being alone seems the bad thing. Solitude can swell until it blocks the sun. It hurts so much. Even fear, even worrying over past and future gets stifled. It has won, you think. This is the bad thing. It is here. Then sense comes, you go to sleep or have some food, write a letter or work, get something clear. Solitude shrinks, you are not all its slave. Then you think, the bad thing inhabits yourself. Just being alone is nothing, not pain, not balm. Escape into poem, into pub, wanting a friend is not avoiding the bad thing. The high shelf where you stack the bad thing, hoping for calm, broke. It rolled down. It follows you to the end.
You've been listening to Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians. <laughs> <laughs>